All right. Christmas and Hanukkah are over. And the New Year's just about a week away, a little less than a week away. So what's coming up next for the USC football team? Let's talk about it on this episode of Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Hulkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, please remember we are free. And always remember, we appreciate your support. So if you are watching on YouTube and you haven't done so already, do me a favor, hit that red subscribe button. It means a lot. And to those of you who have, thank you so very, very much. All right, so this episode of Locked on USC is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the qualified cans you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, so did you get everything you wanted over Christmas and during Hanukkah, the week of Hanukkah? Um, you may have found out if you're in the giving mood, um, that, uh, some of those things you, maybe you were hoping to give away or maybe even to receive, uh, they got more expensive over the year. Costs have gone up. So, uh, how about the USC football season? You know, did you get what you anticipated, what you expected. I mean, when you reflect back, USC is 11 and 2 and counting. There's still one more game to go. And there, you know, you there the, the football program, Heritage Hall is a Heisman trophy heavier. USC now has eight. I mean, are you content? Are you disappointed? I understand if there's a little bit of disappointment considering uh, what was dangled in front of you uh, for dessert there at the end of the season. Nevertheless, uh, I would imagine you're sitting at the table Al Bundy style right now, hand in your in your belt, kind of a full a smile on your face. You should be. Um, I think I'm going to try and tie together a little story here, have a little fun. Um, if you're, you should know that the movie A Christmas Story is one of my favorite movies of all time. So uh, if you're not a fan, we probably can't be friends. Well, maybe we can. But letting you know that uh, it's a pretty good movie. And I hope everyone got to enjoy it at least once a couple hours, if not, you know, the full 24 hours of that movie that was on over, the, over Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Uh, it's always on at least one TV wherever I'm at. There's just so many funny and, I, I guess, you know, poignant moments in that movie. Um, like, you know, towards the end of the movie, when you, you know, when you think all is right in the world and you have everything and and then you think you've experienced just a, a really picture-perfect Christmas. You got everything you wanted, or at least you hoped to get. 
And then uh, someone lets the dogs in the house. And the, the meal is gone. The turkey's on the floor. Uh, or in USC's recruiting uh, class ranking, maybe you didn't get that top 10 class um, that apparently is necessary uh, to make the playoffs, to win a championship. Look, it's true that uh, the better players usually win the game. Um, but, you know, that's kind of in the past. When I say the better players win the game, recruiting better players gets you to the playoffs or in a better position to win a championship. And previous in the past, that has been the case. Look, you look at some of the teams, you look at Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama. Uh, those three of the four teams that are in the playoffs have done it through recruiting. And I guess you could say the same with TCU, but to a much lesser extent compared to those three programs. Um, recruiting a top 10 class has gotten very expensive. So I've heard, you know, I've heard through the grapevine um, that there's, there's some money that's being thrown around right now at college quarterbacks to keep them to stay in college that would rival uh, free agency money in the NFL. Um, and that word has gotten down to the high school rankings. So maybe USC got outbid for Mateo. You know, he was that five-star that USC was looking to bring to give him four in the early signing period. Or they got three. Maybe there were other factors involved. I kind of alluded and alluded to this last week. On, the, on one of the episodes of Locked on USC. So I guess if someone's going to come into your house and steal the Christmas turkey or the golden goose or the five-star goose in this case, um, it might be less expensive to just order a transfer. In, you know, in most cases, ordering out now is actually less expensive than recruiting. I mean, if you if you can't cook in your own house, then go out to dinner. Experience something new. I think that's how USC fans should look at this year's Christmas gift, their, what they got under the Christmas tree, or what Hanukkah Harry left you throughout the week. Um, you're not going to always get what you want. Sometimes you get that... Red Ryder BB gun behind the uh, hiding behind the desk. Someone listens to uh, your wishes, but you don't always get to what you want. So again, that's my loose story of a Christmas story. How you know USC fans recruiting class? You got pretty much what you needed. Did you get what you wanted? Maybe, maybe not. I think you got what you needed, and you know. Because, again, Christmas is happens in for one day. And you might shop for Christmas uh, for, you know, for a week, two weeks. Or, you know, if, if you're one of those types who likes to prepare throughout the year. And that's kind of where recruiting comes in. Uh, because you recruit throughout the year. But, again, sometimes somebody is going to uh, see the same thing you want. And they're going to outbid you for it. Or they're going to come into your house and they're going to take it. Whatever happened, 
it happened. But uh, a top 10 recruiting class isn't in, I don't think it's going to be necessary going forward. Uh, because really, what's the difference? If you can specifically point out the difference between a top 10 and what what is the USA? Top 12, top 13, top 15, whatever. If you can point out the specific differences between a 10 and a 15, please give me the feedback. Show, let me know. Again, USC has shown that you can do you can be just outside the top 10 recruiting. Lincoln Raleigh can say, you know, these, we're not here to win recruiting, win the day, you know, win the recruiting day. We're here to win championships. Well, we're going to find out if you can do it with without a top 10 recruiting class, but with doing your due diligence, eating out, so to speak, with the transfer portal and uh, kind of making do with what you have. And when you do need to uh, get the word out there, head on over to LinkedIn Jobs. Because these days, every potential new hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. So you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So when you're over there, add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. That way you can spread the word that you're hiring. They have simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experiences so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in developing, excuse me, in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right. Once again, thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. However, make sure you check out Locked On Sports today, the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day, Locked On Sports today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. All right. So, talked a little bit about a Christmas story and USC getting who and what they needed uh, under the Christmas tree. Let's talk about the upcoming Cotton Bowl for on New Year. Well, the day after New Year's, January 2nd. As of right now, the Trojans are currently a two and a half point favorite over the Tulane Greenway. And I'm curious, does Tulane have a bunch of key guys who are going to be unavailable? Because USC does. And I could have swore that the line was smaller than this uh, a couple weeks ago. <clears throat> like, you know, USC minus one and a half. So it's apparently people feel USC will win the game and one and a half just isn't enough. USC is going to win by at least a field goal. <laughs> um, 
<clears throat> excuse me. USC is going to be without – well, they could be um, without their starting quarterback. One at the moment. But we do know they're going to be without starting left guard Andrew Voorhees, starting center Brett Nealon, as well as starting wide receiver um, Addison. Yeah. Addison and Voorhees have made it known that they're going to uh, – Take some time, more time to rehab their injuries so they can prepare for the NFL draft. Brett Nealon, we know, is out because of injury that he suffered against Utah in the Pac-12 Conference Championship game. So, uh, knowing that, excuse me, and knowing defensively, (coughs) excuse me, that USC's linebacker room is getting smaller. Uh, and let's be honest, that's not a good thing at this time. Uh, just to remind everybody, uh, Raylan Goforth, uh, he's into the portal, but he's already landed in Washington. He'll be attending, uh, he'll be playing for the Huskies next year. And yes, USC and Washington do play each other. Julian Simon, linebacker rush end uh, in, in the transfer portal. Taylor Katoa, Linebacker uh, didn't have an impact when he was at USC. He was just recently joined by Tuasivi Nomura, who did play quite a bit this past season at linebacker. Look, I kind of get Nomura jumping into the transfer portal, especially with Tech at Curtis and the guys coming in through uh, the transfer portal. um, Mason Cobb, most recently, and Jamil Muhammad before him. It's it's two of CV's timing that is kind of curious for me. Uh, I let me remind everybody: he this guy played in the game this year, at least for a few plays with a bone sticking out of his skin. Uh, yeah, that's pretty hardcore. So, I I guess you know if you're if you're looking to kind of show who you are um, and put one more, put some more film out there on your resume, um, why not play in the bowl game before jumping into the transfer portal? Like I said, it's not like USC is deep at linebacker right now. And none of these, you know, transfer portal guys who are coming in are going to be available to play in the bowl game. Um, so again, USC is a two and a half point favorite. And while Lincoln Riley has not ruled out Caleb Williams for the game a couple of weeks ago, uh, he did say that, um, it, you know, it would take a lot of rehab to, to see in his opinion, to see Caleb being available for the game. Um, well, update heading into, you know, into the Christmas break uh, when the team was practicing is uh, Caleb was practicing, whatever that means. Again, he's at practice, he's practicing, he's walking through. You know, where is he at uh, health-wise? We know Lincoln Riley keeps his injury reports pretty much uh, on, on mute, on mute. You don't hear about it. 
So um, whatever, you know, Caleb is what, maybe 75% at this point. And I think that would be a, a, uh, uh, a very generous estimation considering what I've heard how bad hit that hamstring was. Now, so as far as the green wave, the two-lane green wave are concerned, um, I started learning other important names on that team besides just their head coach, uh, Willie Fritz. Yeah, I love that name. Willie Fritz. Football name. Uh, one of the key players you Trojan fans better be aware of is running back uh, Taji, is it Taijay Taji Spears? Um, he could provide what I guess is a uh, a dual type of effect, uh, moving the ball on offense while keep while at the same time keeping USC's offense off the field. In other words, if if he can help Tulane um, use ball control, that's one way of neutralizing Lincoln Riley and USC's offense, regardless of who's, of who's playing quarterback, Caleb or Miller Moss. Spears, who is a junior, rushed for a season-high 199 yards and a touchdown against uh, University of Central Florida in their conference championship game. And it was his seventh consecutive 100-yard rushing game, which makes it the longest active streak in FBS. Uh, He's also a tough guy to break down. He has the 11th most evaded tackles in the FBS with 141. Okay. Allow me to quote Scooby-Doo. Um, I'm saying that because the USC defense has the 12th most missed tackles in FBS with 141. Something going to give you. Um, so as good as Spears is, uh, he's not the only uh, guy USC's defense has to be worried about. However, I remind people, wasn't that long ago, even though it feels like it, USC shut down UCLA and Notre Dame's running game. There was a time when Zach Charbonnet was uh, leading the FBS with 100-yard games and, and never losing a yard when he carried the ball. Um, so USC... Um, They've shown that they could shut down UCLA and Charbonnet. And what they did is they they, they tried to make DTR. Dorian Thompson-Robinson beat, you know, beat the defense. Well, thank you, Corey Foreman. Tulane might not have a DTR, but they have a quarterback who's pretty good. You know, his name doesn't get the notoriety or the headlines. Again, Tulane uh, plays in the uh, AAC and not the Pac-12. His name is Michael Pratt, and he has more than done his part this year. He's thrown for 2,776 yards, 25 touchdowns against only five interceptions. That's pretty good. So another thing the USC defense has to be aware of, um, he likes to spread the ball around. They have four players that have at least 30 catches on the year, um, and five or more have touchdowns. So, you know, he, he, again, he doesn't have a, a go-to favorite. However, um, he does have one receiver who, towards the, the end of the year, uh, 
did receive more attention, I guess, uh, than the others. Um, his name is Shay Wyatt, and he had uh, 329, 329 yards and six touchdowns. I think that was over the uh, the last five games of the season. So I'll dig a little bit deeper and see if they have a tight end that USC's defense should be concerned about. Much like USC, though, uh, you, Tulane's defense has to show up as well. They're kind of a they've been Jekyll and Hyde this year. Um, when they they actually lost to UCF earlier in the year, and when they did that, their quarterback, uh, the Golden Knights, Central Florida's John Reese Plumley, uh, he rushed for 176 yards and two touchdowns. So when they met again in the in their conference championship game, they held that same Mr. Plumley to minus seven yards rushing. Big difference. <clears throat> so let's assume that uh, USC for uh, let's assume Caleb Williams is going to play, and he can do what he's known for. Obviously, Tulane can't allow Caleb to run around free. But at the same time, even if Caleb can't play and it's Miller Moss, uh, they can't allow either one of those quarterbacks to sit back and, and pick apart their secondary. Because while you know Tulane has 24 sacks throughout the you know on the regular season, um, you know, they're they're not going to, you know, devastate uh USC's offensive line with their pass rush. Um, but, they, you know, they have, I guess, they've been good. Whoever keeps track of these numbers, they've uh, they've made contact with their opposing quarterbacks 219 times, which ranks seventh in FBS. So they can get into the backfield and, I guess, touch them, but they don't necessarily sack the quarterback. So, but this is where things can get a little bit dicey for USC because remember I said uh, that the Trojans O line is going to look different. Look, I'm not going to say their positions, but these are the guys. Unless more injuries happen between now and kickoff January second, uh, who are going to be the starters according to a couple of sources. These are the names: uh, Cortland Ford, Bobby Haskins, Jonah Monheim, Justin Dietrich, Gino Cagnonis. Those will be the starters. Mix it up, throw them out there. I will not give their precise positions just yet. But again, uh, USC, they're a two and a half point favorite. And the team on offense and defense is going to be missing players. So either the voting, the betting public out there believes Miller Moss is going to shred the green wave, a little surfing lingo, or Caleb Williams is going to play. Because a suspect Trojan defense uh, going against Tulane's offense, that's not something to bet on. At least they haven't been a defense that I would bet on down the stretch. Speaking of betting, why don't you head on over to betonline.net because they are your number one source for your sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all for you at betonline.net. And if you're in the sports podcast, 
You can find those over at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right. A couple of quick questions for you before we get out of here on this first episode of Locked on USC this last week of 2022. What are your uh, overall thoughts? Uh, players opting out, choosing to not play in a bowl game. Look, Jordan Addison, Andrew Voorhees, um, those guys are healthy enough, I think, to play in the game. Brett Nealon obviously isn't. Travis Dye isn't. Um, I mentioned to a CV Nomura. Again, why not use the bowl game to kind of pad your resume? Show potential suitors out there what you can bring to the table, why you would be a valuable asset to their roster. And, you know, to a lesser extent, I'm going to throw the same question to Gary Bryant Jr., wide receiver. Why not go out with a bang? Um, look, I understand if you're a first-round draft pick, and you're not playing in the playoffs for a chance or the or a chance for the playoffs, why you would consider not playing in a bowl game. It makes sense financially. You gotta get 100 percent right. You know, if you're playing in those senior bowl games where hundreds of NFL scouts are going to be uh grading you, or you know, you're going to the NFL combine, the USC Pro Day, it makes sense. You got to get yourself right. You know, trim down that extra that extra fat. You know, whatever that, that little weakness is, try and improve it a little bit. Because uh, we know it's a meat market uh, when it comes to those things. It's all about measurables. So I get it. But again, you know, players like a Tua C.V. Nomura or a Raylan Goforth, I'm not, look, I'm not, upset that they're in the transfer portal. Any of the guys. This is the direction of college football. It's free agency. It's competing with the NFL now. I'm telling you, the dollars that are being thrown around behind the scenes to keep players in college, it's crazy. We, you see the quarterbacks are coming back to play in the Pac-12. What if I told you that Cam Rising's coming back? He threw a dollar figure at Utah. They said, okay. I don't think it's been announced yet. But don't be surprised. So, uh, you know, again, um, players opting out, <coughs> I understand it, especially if you're going to the NFL. Uh, players opting out who are jumping in the transfer portal, unless you are a highly coveted guy, um, you know, it might be in your best interest to Playing your bowl game. And I understand there is a risk of getting hurt. Still, I think the reward is much greater than the risk. This is a this is that fork in the road for me. Uh, if you asked me this question last year or two years ago, um, I I'm pretty much anti-opt-out. But I get it. And again, it's more because of the transfer portal and and the way the game is changing, 
with recruiting and the money that's being thrown around. Um, I it I hate to say it, but it is what it is, and it's only going to continue to get. I don't know if it's getting if. If it's going to get better or worse, but as these super conferences continue to emerge, uh, you know the the smaller conferences and the teams in the uh, smaller markets, they're going to continue to be uh, AAA affiliates, farm teams, as I said last week on another episode of Locked on USC for the USCs of the world. That's the way it's going. The Washington States. The Arizonas, uh, your rosters are going to get raided. Oregon State, uh, that's an outlier when you get a DJ Ungalele transferring to your program from a Clemson. What that tells me is maybe that five-star was overrated. It's not a dig at Oregon State, but let's be honest. Oregon State is a step down from Clemson. So, We will be back with another episode of Locked on USC. Again, I hope everyone had a great Christmas and a great Hanukkah. And uh, if you're one of those who like to complain and you still got your Festivus pole up and you're raising those spirits, hey, more power to you. Keep those grievances coming. Vent over here at Locked on USC. I'm here for you. So until the next episode, you guys know what to do, right?